I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 oktober 2018. Jag har nu haft en vecka med min dotter. Det är ju helt galet att hon finns. Att jag är mamma. Det går nästan inte att ta in. Får nypa mig armen varje gång jag vaknar och hon ligger bredvid mig. Min direkta nästa tanke blir en enorm tacksamhet gentemot de två donatorer som har gett mig av sin tid och sina kroppar för att jag ska få detta fantastiska lilla liv. Jag ville ringa dem och säga det, men ändå inte. Jag vill skriva brev och skicka bilder, men ändå inte. Jag vill ringa kliniken och frysa in flera embryon, men ändå inte. Men tänk om jag vill ha syskon, då vill jag att de ska vara exakt så perfekta som liv är. Hej och välkomna avsnitt 88 av podden Jag vill ha barn och idag har jag min klinik i Sankt Petersburgs donationsexpert Anna Makarova här. Hej! <laughs> Så spännande. Innebär ju som ni vet att jag kommer att podda på engelska. Vi kommer alltså mest att prata om den emotionella biten av donationer i det jag har tänkt. Men... Eh, vi får väl se vart vi landar. Så so, hej Anna, welcome. Hej, very pleased to he- be with you. Did I pronounce your name right? Uh, it's all right. How do you say it? Uh, Anna Makarova. Makarova. <laughs> Anna, could you please um, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and how you ended up at this position at the clinic? So, um, my story starts in 2008 actually, um, when I met... Dr. Olga Zaitsev, and I was an egg donor. Mm. And um, the website where of the clinic, it was Scandinavia Clinic, maybe you know it. Mm. Um, so it has an, uh, it had an advert on it on it uh, about that uh, egg donors are required. Mm-hmm. I was interested. Mm-hmm. And um, do you know why you were interested? I was curious. Yeah, I was curious. What is that? Because I I did know about the. Uh, blood donation and uh, well but I didn't know about egg donation yeah. so I was okay. curious what and is you that? were a mother at this time yes I was a yeah. mother mm-hmm. yeah so when I met Olga in the clinic um, she persuaded me mm-hmm. that it is not just only curiosity <laughs> it's a big big deal for other people as well yeah and um, one of my main questions was you know who are those patients yeah are those people who need donor egg yeah. and uh, when I learned a lot um, who are those people mm-hmm. you know they are so strong people mm. because they undergo so ma- well so many struggles so many losses most of the times lots of five year attempts with own eggs mm. I was well said just like wow they are so nice people mm. to be so so good parents but they just need a donor rack it's just a small thing yeah i have lots of them mm. and um for me it was a point it was a point to go ahead mm. to become a donor i was a donor for three times okay and so you've made three egg retrievals yes yeah. i've done three egg retrievals and um the last one uh, was in 2010 mm. And um, after that, Olga, Olga uh, well, she joined me. <laughs> <laughs> she invited me to join the team. Yeah. In 2011, I started my work. Yeah. And I started egg donor recruitment. Mm. And in 2012, uh, we created the database together. Yeah. Um, you can see it today. It's almost the same. It has lots of information about the donor, mm-hmm. uh, the profile of the donor, and also the uh, donor ch- uh, donor pictures in the infancy. Yeah. Um, inside. So um, it was uh, so nice experience for me. 
Do you know how many children has become out of your donations? Yes, of course. And uh, we have a standard in our clinic for donors, so they um, they have a right to know the outcome. And I believe it is very important for donor. Yeah. They uh, they know uh, they can know the outcome. Um, and But the they gender. can only know uh, like how many and what else the gender of the child. And the gender. Yeah. But they cannot know who the parents are no, or no, where no. they live Nothing. or. And as for me, uh, it is more important to know the outcome because you know. You did so much. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did these um, injections and uh, yeah. appointments and retrieval. I think all my listeners really can, you know. I, yeah. So and you need to know it. was it successful or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you really wish to help someone, yeah. and you're really curious: could you help someone or not? So I know that uh, there are two girls. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm very happy, very yeah. very happy. And about are that. you know if they are in the same family or different families? Uh, they are twins. Oh, they're twins. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's so lovely. You know, especially when I learned about that. So they are that. in the same family. Yeah, that's, yeah. So. I have a boy. I had a boy at the moment when I learned about that. I was so, wow, girls, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't, I mean, if you did three egg retrieval, that must have been a lot of eggs. Shouldn't it be more children? You know, unfortunately, to my previous attempt so the last one was successful mm-hmm. and the two previous ones were not successful uh-huh. um i don't know why probably there was some issues with the patient and so on i don't know why you know okay. and i know that the mm, is it okay for you to not know why well when i asked olga she told me that they were not easy, easy patients and mm-hmm. you know sometimes it depends on the success of of course yeah. uh, the success rates increased dramatically since those times and yeah. even our embryology protocols with uh, creating blastocysts they are much much better <laughs> And so you started working at the clinic in yeah. 2011. 11. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And then you sort of uh, uh, m- made a career in the, uh, <laughs> in the yeah. clinic. Because now you're like the head of the donation the team. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the head of the donation team. And yeah. uh, we have five people at the moment who yeah. care about donors and who recruit. and who They're do. also all donors, right? Yes, we have <laughs> 11 people, 11 former donors in our team at the moment. Yeah. You can that's imagine. A, that's the thing I think about sometimes. What, what if my donor or no. my child's donor <laughs> is in the clinic but actually Olga told me she's not no no so no. I had so I didn't I, I know I, I wouldn't matter but you know I should not put my energy thinking on that so well it's a tricky question you know I'm yeah. always I'm always frightened well what if someone will come to the clinic and understand that this lady is her donor and yeah. what what's going to do what's going to happen and yeah. so on I understand for both parties yeah, I think because, yeah because you know it was anonymous completely anonymous i mean that uh, no contacts and n- no possibility to make a contact but i know we all are people we have some emotions yeah um i know that ladies feel open my, yeah. my ladies who work you know in our clinic but i don't know what is going to happen now uh, with patients no if they we respect all the feelings yeah and um, i don't think that's that actually what i said in my diary in the beginning in swedish that you know uh, I, i'm so grateful uh, towards both my donors since i have both an egg donor and sperm donor and i feel like i want to call them but I don't, and I want to feel like I want to send them letters, but I don't. You know, it's like both sides. You want to know them, but it's also very good not to know them. Yeah. So, and, and also, I think it's it's not really my uh, issue or you know place to decide it because it's not really my donor. Mm-hmm. It's my daughter's donors. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think for me I try to not. Uh, have any opinions or emotions or whatever until she will be old enough mm-hmm. so we can talk about it and she can decide yeah how she feels yeah and then i can you know support her instead yeah. because uh, for me i made a very huge decision that affects her even more than me mm-hmm. so I, I i feel that my biggest responsibility is sort of to have her on board yeah but you're a mother 
I know, it's fantastic. It's, you know, it's, it's different. Well, I often um, ask the question, don't I miss something like I gave out my eggs, they are babies, don't I miss those babies and mm -hmm. so on? I don't consider them like my own children. No. Because I have my own children. Yeah. And uh, they are genetically and biologically mine. Mm -hmm. And I consider only those person as a mother who uh, carried a child for nine months, yeah. who initiated the life because uh, having an embryo, it is not life. It is not a, a person with legs and arms and body and, no. and nothing, actually. Yeah. It's just a, a small, tiny, tiny blastocyst. Yeah. So... Um, what I'm going to, to, to explain. So, um, ladies who carry the baby mm. and who give birth mm. and who nurse and who give education and who raise, those are mothers. Yeah. And the parenthood has more common with relationship, not with DNA. Exactly. So, that's my point of view. That's Mine too, yeah. That's, that's, um, that's why I'm a donor. Yeah. That's why um, we have lots of women who have the same attitude. Uh, luckily, they are together with us and they are donors. Yeah. And uh, we do a great deal um, in social networking uh, when we explain ladies this, this point of view. Yeah. Because um, not everyone understands what is an egg. It no. is just 50% of genetics. It is not a baby. When you started at the clinic, you had one child, right? Yes. And then you tried to have a sibling, and mm -hmm. it didn't work. Yes. So you became one of those struggling women. Uh, yeah, it was a sad experience for me. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, quite fruitful in um, other ways. I started to understand our patients very well. Yeah. And it started in 2014. We started trying to have a sibling. And um, after years of trying, we investigated male infertility with mm. my husband. Mm. So we have a mutual child. And um, the doctor told us probably the reason of the uh, de sper um, well decreasing the sperm quality mm -hmm. was uh, his job underground. He was working for eight years. Mm -hmm. So he is not father for uh, of the first child. He is it. He, he is. is okay. So <laughs> but he was, was young and healthy <laughs> <laughs> before he went underground. Yes. Yeah, okay. So he was young and healthy and uh, no worries. But <laughs> after work underground, you know, uh, something has come up with his quality. Yeah. With his sperm. So yeah. Oh, that's sad, actually. That's really and yeah. uh, you know I know. Well, I can relate to all people or all couples who have this male infertility factor because uh, that's uh, that's that's a disaster yeah. for a couple. I know that uh, when you're struggling with infertility, it is not only about uh, the treatment. No, it is a lot of about psychology. Yeah, uh, you start arguing. Uh, why do you do so? Um, probably. Um, blame each other yeah it's a lot of shame uh, when, yes. uh, especially when there's the male uh, yeah, infertility factor yeah. yeah especially after the first failed attempt yeah. you're trying to find the reason mm. probably uh, you did not well or he did not well or mm. something like that so yes it was it was a disaster it was um, you know the way um, all couples go through, I can relate. Yeah. And um, we were trying for four and a half years. Oh, that's a long time. Uh, yeah, and it was... Uh, and you also then became patient at uh, yes. the clinic. Yes, so yeah. I had two egg retrievals mm -hmm. and uh, four embryo transfers. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so you did? Did you do ICSI or did you do ICSI. sperm donation? It was ICSI, ICSI. and uh, after three failed attempts, it was a, a big question: uh, Would we proceed? Because um, we thought probably we would need sperm donation, mm -hmm. and uh, my husband was uh, like, "Okay, we will go for that," mm -hmm. because <laughs> he was so open. Because uh, I was a donor, and uh, he he just said, "We need a baby," <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I felt like. 
okay, we already have a child, mutual child. Yeah. Would it be the same? You know, I had the same questions our patients have. Mm. Would it be the same? Would I love this child? Would I feel the same to this yeah. child and so on? So, um, yeah, after, afterwards, uh, Olga insisted to have a second uh, um, egg retrieval and to fertilize with his sperm. Yeah. And we succeed. Yeah. We succeed and uh, it was a heavy pregnancy. I was bleeding and uh, mm. it was uh, not an easy pregnancy. So I was in the hospital and um, I had lots of hormones, lots of injections, mm. lots of patches, lots of pills, infusions and so on. I uh, can relate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I think all our patients know yeah. this way and um, how you longing, how you yeah. longing all this process and you're lying in the bed and uh, scary about everything. I, I remember those times when we just went for a walk with my husband and um, he was so afraid that someone can kick my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he's an <laughs> insane person uh, because yeah. I said, who is going to kick my, my belly? I'm just walking <laughs> in the park. <laughs> so, um, But you, I mean, you get all these crazy ideas. Yeah. You do, yeah. Yeah, and something, well, you know, all, all people, they need um, professional help during yeah. this process, yeah. definitely. So yeah. Counselors um, make so good well nice well helping hand i would say mm. because you need to talk about that yeah it is not an easy process no, it is not. a challenge great challenge so yeah. and uh, in 2018 i gave birth to my baby girl yeah the same year as i did yeah so and we called her alice because alice I felt that it's a nice name because my husband told me, would you love to call her Alice? I thought, hmm, Alice from Wonderland. <laughs> that's that's my clinic, Wonderland. <laughs> Do you know my daughter? Her name is Liv, yeah. the first name. And the second name is Olga. Wow. And the third name is Alice. Wow. Yeah. So lovely. <laughs> so her name is Liv, Olga, Alice. Wow. That's Amazing, right? That's nice. Okay, so I just got one question here now. Do you know, were you involved in my process? Of course. Uh, <laughs> this is so, so exciting <laughs> for me. Okay, so so because I never had any contact with you or the donation team, I did all my communication with uh, the fantastic coordinator, Diana. You talked earlier about the egg donor ba database. Mm -hmm. How many egg donors is it in that base? At the moment, yeah. At the moment, we have about three hundred oh, wow. in the current, but yeah. we do not f um, keep them all open no, at exactly. the same moment. Why? Because some of them are cycling. Yeah. Some of them are having rest. Some of them are planning their own pregnancy. Uh, we don't feel it's okay to keep all of them open because we do not want to waste the time of our patients. They yeah. will choose someone and we tell, well, let's wait for her. I don't think it's okay for patient. Yeah, It's better to uh, keep only those ones who, who are ready to donate yeah, in the nearest time. That's true. And for me, I, I was very scared about this th thing going into the database because I had did... Um, uh, all my tries before in Denmark and then I did not know anything about the donor so it was sort of I had to redo my process about accepting knowing more info about the donor mm -hmm. uh, so for me it was scary the whole thing with logging into the database so I never did mm. uh, Olga told me let us choose for you mm -hmm. so this is just to explain for the uh, listeners as well so I wrote an email to Diana with uh, the things I thought was important mm -hmm. uh, and I think I also wrote like some of the ones I've seen in a brochure mm -hmm. that I liked mm -hmm. and and there was one that both me and my sister Mm. had seen in that brochure that we were like you have to take her mm. and I was like but she's probably not available because she's in the brochure so probably sh she's just l you know like a commercial face <laughs> <laughs> or something <laughs> and then uh, I got an email I think with three or four suggestions mm -hmm. so you were the one choosing them then 
Yes. Woohoo. This is so fun. <laughs> and I just looked at them really quickly. Then just to tell my listeners that you o- you can only see in those PDF files that you get. Mm-hmm. You see um mm, uh pictures of them as kids. Mm-hmm. Uh and then there was this one, mm-hmm. the one I had seen in the brochure. Uh so I just took her. And there was nothing more to that uh, process. So interesting because I was prepared when opening that email that this was going to be like a month or two months mm-hmm. long process. Um, but it was like five minute process. Mm. But of course, I had done a lot of processing before this. Of course. Yeah. And with my therapist here and the clinic therapist. And then it became difficult for me. Because the next step for me, normally when you do a double donation, as I did, you mm-hmm. choose uh, from uh, already done uh, uh, couples, or I mean the embryos are already made. Mm-hmm. So you get suggestions with both a sperm you donor and egg donor. You mean embryo donation? Yeah. Uh-huh. Embryo adoption. W- yeah, we, we have it like um, um, treatment. We call it embryo adoption. Yeah. But in fact, it is embryo. Exactly. But in my case... I did because I I think I had misunderstood the packages or whatever. So in my uh, process, I choose the egg donor first. Yeah. And then you were kindly enough to offer m- the possibility to make an embryo of it her eggs. It was good luck that um, some lady yeah. caught your eye and <laughs> she was available among the options with donor embryos. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's yeah. true. But what happened then was that I could only choose from the open Danish sperm donors that were in the freezer in mm-hmm. the clinic. And I think that was like first three and then you got some more. So I got only four mm-hmm. alternatives. And uh, the thing was that this is only the four you get. Mm-hmm. Y- there are no more. <laughs> you have to choose one of these. Um, I can explain you how usually um, the process yes. goes these days. Yes, because, please uh, do. Because some time passed and, of course, we have some changes. So if um, someone in, in is interested in this embryo adoption donation, yeah? Mm-hmm. So um, usually we um, create some donor embryos beforehand and we have them in the freezer. We don't have them, you know, thousands or something like that because we do not feel okay to create lots of embryos and make them wait. Yeah, It's not okay. So that's why we uh, have some of them and uh, you can uh, be offered uh, several options um, in terms of your priorities mm. because we need to hear your prior- priorities What first. are the normal, what are the most common priority? Um, if if there are if any. If we talk about ladies or men, <laughs> 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 they are different. Uh, let's go for ladies. Ladies. Um, usually, um, la- our patients ask me to find someone who looks similar. Yeah. Same colors. Same colors Mm -hmm. and probably um, same educational level and probably same talents and interests. Yeah. That's important. I would do the same, actually. Yeah. Um, As for men, well, that's the point because ladies (laughs) sometimes, I would love to have a tall and very (laughs) handsome and so on. Okay, let's let's have a look. Um, It's... um, it's a bit tricky because they never meet this man. Yeah. It is not that you like a date someone. No. Of course not. No. So you're choosing a dad, a potential father, genetic yeah. father of of your prospective child. Yeah. Um yes, I can imagine because I was in this position and I was already like a patient in the database <laughs> of the sperm bank. I can imagine that I was okay, whose man I'm going to well, someone who resembles my man or not. Oh maybe not. Maybe someone a little bit more handsome. Mm, Brad Pitt, nice man. <laughs> like that. You know, it's 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 funny, but uh ladies sometimes uh tell me I would love to um have a man who has a mathematical mind and very sporty and also w- with excellent grades. I say, okay, this is a Superman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anna, let me ask you this uh, more general kind of question. Yeah. Uh, what is your opinion about, you know, genetics versus environment? Mm-hmm. How much we as people are formed by DNA and what part has the environment we're in and the uterus and everything that. Because mm-hmm. I often meet people and they say, oh, I could never use a donor. The genes are too important to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure what to answer. Uh, I have a very simple example. Mm. Um, do you know Mowgli? Mm-hmm. You know the, the story. Yeah, the, the yeah. Uh, we have it in, in every year at Christmas. Of course. So yeah. it, it is about uh, a boy. For listen also jungelboken. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, he was brought up in the forest. Yeah. Uh, or Tarzan, maybe you know as well. Yeah. So what is happening when uh, someone uh, becomes, well, someone is in the different environment Mm. and uh, has a different education, Mm. what is happening with the genes? Yeah. Well, I think it's an answer. Yeah. The same when you provide different environment because different uterus is different environment. Yeah. And uh, upbringing, it has so much power in this process and um, well I think this is an answer yeah I think you're right Uh, what is it like to be a donor what's the process for an egg donor well it's a good uh, question Uh, so I was a donor and I was a patient I had the same injections to stimulate my ovaries to uh, have egg retrieval and uh, recovery period is also the same yeah. but the psychological state mm. when you are a donor mm. and when you are a patient mm. completely different yeah because when I was a donor I was a happy mother I was <laughs> uh, uh, you were doing this fine I act was, to someone else. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was just so happy to help someone, and um, I was excited about the process and about the results. And I was not frightened uh, what is going to happen after. Mm. And I had no infertility no, exactly. background yeah. when I was a patient. It was a miserable feeling yeah. that you are. You have to do all yeah, of this to, succeed, yeah. to conceive a child, mm. and it is not natural for you. Yeah, and uh, I felt absolutely like a meltdown, and uh, the same injections and the same egg retrieval. It was, oh my God, what is happening? You mm. know, like that. Mm. So uh, it, it is. That's different. very good that you have those both uh, perspectives. Yeah, you can be very helpful for you patients. Know, I often asked. Um, just some patients tell me please tell my regards to my donor I, I know what is she doing it is so um, awful procedures I, I just tell them why it is not awful <laughs> it is it is fantastic for yeah. them they do not feel like like you feel exactly that's true what kind of people are donors a very good question um I would say that when we do recruitment, it is so hard to find those people who are open to that. Yeah. Um, only about 
20% of all young women under 30, yeah. they are open to that. Mm -hmm. And we recruit only young mothers. You can imagine how many people yeah. actually we have. So um, ladies must be open open-hearted yeah. and kind and uh, it is absolutely impossible for someone who is greedy and uh, awful person to <laughs> proceed all these these stimulations and so on and to share their own eggs with absolutely unknown people so um so what do they go through that you you interview them they do it's some a tests. Long process yeah it's a long process first of all they need to make up their mind yeah if they are ready for this step because uh, they will never know the patients and uh, actually they are just give away yeah. the eggs we, and uh, um, well every, every woman loses her eggs every mm. month mm. Um, I mean who are fertile under 30 and, and so on yeah so uh, do they miss the eggs do no. they cry every <laughs> m period about the egg? No. I don't think so. No. So uh, you need to understand how this process goes on and then to realize how you're ready to do the stimulation and to share your genetics with someone else. Yeah. So um, we have a nice social uh, chain and um, most of the times friends of friends come to us Okay, so that's the normal way how you uh, find them? Yes, from ah, okay. the social network, from the uh, parenthood gathering, because we recruit only young mothers. Yeah. And uh, they come to us and um, they think a long time before they realize that they are ready to uh, fill the questionnaire and to provide all the infor inf information. So um, usually they think about several months. Yeah. And uh, they need to have a good, um, um, I would say, psychological state. They are okay with that together with their husbands because they're married m most of the times. So yeah. It's not just her decision. Mm. It's a family decision. Yeah. I remember myself when I told to my husband that I'm going to the clinic and to donate my ex. He was, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? He was so frightened Yeah. Um, because he didn't understand the process. And after my uh, consultation uh, with the doctor, uh, I explained him and he said, is it safe? I said, yes. Yes, there are some risks, of course, mm. uh, connected with um, egg retrieval and uh, with some, some risk after. But if you are in a good professional hands with a doctor, in a good clinic, it is safe. Mm. Uh, he was worried, would we have any complications in the future to have a second child? I said, yeah. no. <laughs> it's so funny now, you yeah. know. Um, well, yes, because when when I had to check myself, everything was fine with me. Yeah. Um, everything. Yeah. But uh, after when we checked the sperm, it was like kick from the back, you know, yeah. when, when you were a donor and afterwards you have this infertility, but not about you, about mm. your husband. It's mm. a disaster. Yeah. And uh, yes, I had to um, explain him and he was okay. All right, then you will go. I trust you. Yeah. And our donors, they need to do the same. Yeah. They need to do the same. I think, I think it is very important. Yeah. And um, why do we recruit only young mothers? Uh, we have three reasons for that. Mm -hmm. First, ladies with proven fertility. Uh, you do not just recruit a young lady and you do not know what is going to happen afterwards with yeah. your eggs. Mm. If she has at least one healthy child, it's a point. It's a point for us. It's a point for a patient. Mm. Uh, the second reason, um, the ethical, very important. Uh, what if this young lady would never become a mother on her own? Yeah. Would she feel okay about her past experience of donating her acts mm. would she feel okay that somewhere in the world she has genetic offspring yeah. and she can't have children on her own yeah. and uh, the third reason young mothers are more motivated I think yeah. they, they understand uh, they consciously yeah. understand what are they doing at your clinic yeah, the patients that need an, uh, a donor 
choose their own donors. Here in Sweden, it's the doctor mm. who chooses the donor, so the patient never knows anything about the donors. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the difference? Why do you think it's good to choose your own donor? Uh, well, I met lots of lots of patients. Mm. I would tell you that some of them uh, would not like to choose on their own because they are too frightened to do that. Mm. And maybe it is okay for them uh, if the doctor chooses, if the doctor helps. But I also know lots of patients who do not feel confident if they do not control the situation, if they can't influence on the choosing. Yeah. So um, even uh, with pictures, yeah, some people do not feel okay if they even don't see anything. Yeah. So I I would love to see. Yeah. <laughs> It's just you know I always uh, measure on myself what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, uh, w- when uh, I chose, I had these uh, child pictures in the PDFs. Mm-hmm. But I know if you want to know how they look uh, as adults, mm-hmm. you can, right? Yes. If it is um, a double donation treatment. Yeah. Or just egg donation. Mm. Uh, it is possible to see adult pictures, uh, the, the ladies' pictures in her adulthood. Yeah, of, egg, uh, of the egg donors, right? Not of yeah. the sperm donors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we respect her right to uh, be anonymous, so that's why we never send her pictures yeah. anywhere. You can see them uh, in a consultation in through Skype, right? In a consultation, video call, or something like that. So yeah, yeah it is. Uh, How many want to do that? Ninety uh, percent of our Are you patients, kidding me? Really. And only about 10 in my experience, they tell, no, 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 I don't want. Oh, wow. I thought I was like the normal patient. <laughs> but So I'm just the 10 percent. That's so interesting. You are unique. Mm, I mean, we all are unique. <laughs> but that's, ah, that was uh, new information for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would you, w- n- what, what do you feel now? And now I feel I'm glad. I, actually, I would say I didn't know the possibility were there. Uh-huh. Maybe I would have chosen otherwise. But I did when I did my process in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, with choosing sperm donor in Denmark. Uh, I understood that if I would have an adult picture, I would sort of always look for that person. Mm-hmm. I would have that image in your mind in my mind all the time. And for m- I mean, I'm a very on and off person. Mm-hmm. I become very <laughs> engaged yeah. in stuff. So I would have it all the time. I would, you know, go to Copenhagen and, you know, sit on a bench and maybe <laughs> it's him, maybe <laughs> it's him. And I actually did kind of a, a long process with this with my therapist here in mm-hmm. Stockholm, just to realize that for me, it will not be healthy knowing yeah. how the adult donor looks like. So today I'm really glad I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, of course, I think about it sometimes uh, about how much comes from the sperm donor and how much comes from the egg donor. And mm-hmm. I, when I meet all of you, I mean, you have probably met my egg donor. Of course. Will you see, you know, recognize my daughter? You know, <laughs> then I get curious, of course. But I think um, to me, my my daughter's donors are not... Uh, Uh, I mean, they 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 have done something medical for me. Yes. So definitely, uh, I don't have the uh, need to see how they mm-hmm. how they. But maybe my daughter will. Do you know what um, uh, patients tell me when they didn't want to see adult pictures? Yeah. They tell me that um, they will have just an egg of this person. Exactly. And they will never meet this person. Exactly. That's why they do not want to have this adult image in their mind. Yeah. So um, they won't feel comfortable living with this exactly. image. So I can understand now. So, uh, for instance, if I had this uh, situation in my past to choose a sperm donor and I have my husband, yeah. I do not want even to no, see any exactly. pictures. Yeah. Why? Because I do not have. I I will never meet this person. Exactly. I will have just genetics. Yeah. So uh, it will be my child. Yeah. 
Maybe Liv want, will want to know how they look uh, as adults when she is old enough. But I mean, that is in what, 10 years. And I don't even know if that's a possibility then. Yeah, I, I would love to. What will happen if I will call you in 10 years and say, Liv t- wants to see an adult picture of the egg donor? Uh, I think. Has, w- no one, has anyone even asked that? Mm, no. <laughs> that's so no, funny. because because they have baby pictures, yeah, and um, it is important to have at least something. Yeah, I, I remember a very nice study. Uh, it was held in two thousand fourteen, and it was done among um, sperm donor conceived children in America and European countries. Um, it was done among um, adult mm. people mm. Uh, who were donor conceived, and um, the, the questions were very nice because you know um, they were only basic profiles. To provided to parents yeah. and uh, no extended information no pictures and so on and uh, when it was open donation, w- when they had a chance to contact yeah. uh, the parents what kind of questions they had yeah. <laughs> it it is a huge study I, I just need to have a link in my blog for yeah. that because it is really interesting yeah. um, so offsprings they didn't want to be um close i would say family member because every everybody understands they have their own family and the adult person of uh, 18 years older and older mm. they have their own parents uh their own friends yeah. and uh, the whole life had yeah and uh sperm donor as well yeah so um they just was very curious about some extended information, some yeah. information about relatives, some information about talents and some <laughs> pictures. Yeah. But we have it already in our profiles. Yeah, so that's great. It, that, that's why it ha- this, the history of the donation changed a lot. Yeah. That's why most clinics use these extended profiles. It is so important for kids when they are adults to have this information, yeah. to fulfill the curiosity. Who were those nice people who donated? Yeah. But not be in a close touch because you're not a family, actually. Yeah. You have some genetical connection. That's a difference, yeah. That's good. What would you say, uh, recommendations on how you tell your child it's a donor child? You mean in what age or... Yeah, or and uh, what words to use and how you explain it and um, this is the, the like the most common question I yes, get. Yes, yeah. yes, I also get this question um, from our former patients when they in touch with me and when the kids get in older, uh, how to explain and yeah. how to start this conversation because um, very common when patients get through this uh, treatment. They are not sure are they going to tell or not to tell. Yeah. And after when they are um, raising a child, uh, they became more confident in uh, most of the times in, yeah. in, in the solution to tell. Yeah. So I can only recommend that if you wish to tell, it is better to do not after 18 years old, of course. No. It is better to do in the uh, how counselors and psychologists recommend yeah. in the uh, age after three, four, yeah. up to 10. Yeah. Because um, then your child will understand it in a better way. Yeah. And uh, only from the position of love, not from a position of some genetics or stuff like that. Mm. There are lots of nice uh, childhood books yeah. uh, to use yeah. uh, how to explain your child. Yeah. I can recommend one. It is from Tony Bratton. Do you know her? Yeah. It is so lovely. I, I've been on the presentation of this book mm-hmm. uh, when Tony do, did that. Yeah. Um, and for like an egg donor, <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you, it's lovely. Yeah. It's really lovely. And um, she explains in a um, fairy tale way yeah. 
uh, how this uh, special treatment was done yeah. to create this miracle baby yeah. and uh, how mommy and daddy were longing yeah. for a baby. Yeah. And there was a, a one fairy, <laughs> it was an egg donor, uh, helped and so on. So, you know, there are lots of books, actually. Yeah, you can in choose Swedish there are lots as well. And in uh, US But do you think, uh, I mean, do you have an opinion? Do you think you should tell? Um, I think yes. Yes. I think yes. Yeah. Because um, then you will feel more confident as a parent yeah. that you do not uh, conceal something. Yeah, and also I You're think, open. I mean, when these kids are adults, like in 18 years, they yeah. will be able to do genetic testing of all course, the time. Of course, of course. So if you don't tell, it will be a revealed family secret. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> when when you will tell to a child, it yeah. doesn't mean that you do not love your child. Exactly. Uh, the other way around. What's, I would what's say. the point? What's the point to conceal this fact? Yeah. To be blamed with something? No, I don't think that some kid will blame her mom that <laughs> he was uh, come to the world in this special way. No. Also, an, a question I get a lot is uh, uh, why you are using sperms from Danish sperm banks? At the moment, uh, we feel it is very nice yeah. because uh, um, the most of our patients uh, come from Scandinavian countries. Yeah. And European sperm bank has lots of uh, Scandinavian phenotype. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that uh, we will uh, fix only with one sperm bank. We also have some uh, uh, sperm samples from um, our Russian's partner bank. Yeah. Um, and also I think we will do some with other banks as well. And uh, I know that uh, some of our patients even uh, uh, ship uh, their own uh, sperm donor sa sample from other banks. So uh, we do not, I would say, oblige our patients to use only those who we work with yeah we you have, have a different uh, options there yeah we yeah. have a donor database egg donor database yeah. but we do not recruit sperm donors on our own no i mean there are a lot of good sperm banks that yeah. have already yeah. done that work so yeah, yeah that's, that's good can i found find out if leave have siblings uh yes how do that process works so uh, you need to contact uh, our staff yeah and to make this uh, question yeah and we will find out yeah so how the process usually works so we create one combination i mean egg and sperm donors yeah only once yeah. Uh, to avoid full siblings. Yeah. So uh, many full siblings, I mean, because, uh, yeah, there may be some uh, several babies, but it is very big amount, actually. Yeah. Um, two, three, maybe, but we spread them yeah. to different countries. I think we're uh, sort of out of time. But I wanted to ask uh, the last question because I wanted to sum up what I said in my diary. Uh, if I would like to write a letter to my egg donor, yeah, is that a recommendation? Should I do that? Very good question. Yeah, um, I'm very open when um, a patient or a donor wish to uh, write support letter if we talk about egg donor or a Thanksgiving letter if we talk about patient. Why? Because I really think that we do social work. Yeah. It is not just medical treatment. It is a big social thing yeah. to donate and to have a donation. Yeah. So I think it is okay to put some words yeah. and to pass it to your also donor. Also send pictures? Uh, it's of possible. The child, we yeah. can we can ask the donor if she's okay with that. Uh, that's what you do. So if yes. I send it to you, you yeah. ask the donor, do you want to yeah. have this or because, not? Yeah. Um, Will I know if she did get the letter or not? Of course, because yeah. usually they uh, write back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good to know. I hadn't even we, thought about we, that. We have, you know, <laughs> we have a pigeon post sometimes, um, and I, oh, I need to stop lovely. it because you know, um, you, you you write a letter and then we we have a, re a letter 
back. And, and then there's like this uh, yeah. email going yeah. on. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I find it okay to have a couple of words yeah. because uh, you feel more confident, you feel more comfortable about the process you had. Yeah, I and also, I mean, I'm so, I'm so grateful. And I mean, I want her to know that. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't I hadn't even thought about it. she was going to write back. That was not what I wanted. I just want to tell her like I think of you every day. You've like given me this miracle. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm starting crying. <laughs> Maybe you can tell her when you see her. <laughs> yeah. That's also so crazy. Anna, uh, is there anything else you want to add that we haven't talked about? Uh, I would like to add one thing. If someone is considering agdonation and uh, really um, hesitating to that mm-hmm. process, mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely recommend to read more, to listen more, because it is not so frightening as it seems at yeah. the first glance. That's very true. And uh, it is not having a baby from someone else. It is not adoption. It is donation. Yeah. Thank you. Very good last words. <laughs> Kära lyssnare, hoppas att ni har fått lite inspiration av detta och att uh, ni som har gått igenom embryadoption och skickat frågor har fått lite svar på era frågor. Hur det faktiskt funkar. Uh, de saker som vi har tagit upp, någon bok och så, um, kommer jag lägga upp uh, länkar på Instagram. Uh, vi ses om en vecka. Thank you so much, Anna. You're welcome. Hej då! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.